welcome to the Joshua Ball podcast where you never know what we're going to be talking about. But some of you may be like, you know, forget all that, J-Ball. Where you been? What you been doing? Why hadn't we got new episodes from you? Well, I got to say, my our last episode of Life and Seasons played very well into the last couple of weeks of my life. We went to Because of the Times. We had some tragedies go on. A lot of things happened in 2023 already. So I apologize in advance, or I guess I should apologize weeks ago. But anyway, I apologize for the delay in giving content to you guys. But we're here today, and we are ready to do this thing. So I want to do something a little different today. You will notice in this episode that you will hear a lot of pauses, maybe some ums here and there, and uh, we're going to get into why that is in just a little bit, but the main thing that I want to do differently today is not talk about anything that has been on my mind per se, (sighs) anything that's been on my mind like that the Lord's been dealing with me about or anything like I've done in the past couple of episodes, anything I've done in the past couple of episodes, you're going to hear a lot of that because (laughs) I'm going to repeat myself a lot in this episode because I'm not stopping. I'm not editing a lot. I'm giving you raw uncut content today. And like I said, I'm going to tell you why in just a little bit, but What I want to do today is I want to talk about other podcasts that I am listening to. I said in the beginning of this show somewhere, one of those episodes where we were going to we were going to be talking about what I'm listening to. And so that's what we're going to do today. We're going to talk about the podcasts and the people whom I listen to and Hopefully, it gives you guys incentive to go and follow, subscribe, write a review, and listen to these podcasts as well. So, getting started, first of all, I want to say that I listen to my home church, the Family Church of Winfield, Louisiana. I listen to our sermons on our app. You can download our app. It's on all of the, it's on Apple, it's on Spotify. No, not Spotify. It's on the Apple Store and it's on the Play Store. That's what I meant to say. Like I said, raw and uncut today. But um, you can download the Family Church app of Winfield. And I tell you why I want to start there. And it's because if... If we are people who say that we are apostolic Christians and we love God, we love people, we love our church and all that, but if our pastor is not our favorite speaker, if our pastor is not the person whose voice holds the most weight in our lives as far as our spiritual authority and the person that has been given the authority and the 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 person that has been given uh, 
the assignment that's the word i'm looking for the assignment to lead us and to counsel us and to teach us and to preach to us if that person that man and his wife or maybe all and then to include in that if you have an assistant pastor in in your church if those two couples don't have your utmost attention when they're preaching or teaching if they are not who you want to look to and who you want to hear above anyone else then i then i want to say and i really believe this i believe that we are out of line because the fivefold ministry is very important and it's very easy to get caught up when a guest preacher comes or when the the hot shot evangelist might come to your town. It's easy to rally behind them and get behind them and follow them, but your pastor who he is who's steady, who's constant, who's there week in and week out, who's available for who may be available for you to call. If you go to a bigger church, it might not be available for you to just call out of the blue. But if that man standing in that podium who has to give an account for how he pastored you and the shepherd is giving the account for the sheep and the flock that he was the overseer of at the end of his life, that man has to give an account for you. And if another person has more of a say so in your life than your pastor then i believe that is out of line i don't believe that is in order and i believe that god would frown upon that and he knows the intents of our hearts so i number one look and listen to my pastor brother joel hines he's a great man i love him dearly i don't know where i would be in my walk with God, if it had not been for Brother Hines. Um, One of my favorite messages that he's preached here lately, um, he talked about Jesus, you know, God robed in flesh, the God that owns a thousand cattle on a thousand hills, how that same God put on flesh and he came to this earth and He said it himself, I have no place to lay my head. I have no place to call my own in the flesh. And Brother Hans, he talked about how everything that Jesus, he used, he borrowed it. So when he went to minister somewhere, when he first met Peter, James, John, and Andrew, how he borrowed their ships to to preach to the people on the shore in the first time. So he borrowed their ships. And then in that, in that instance, he called them to follow him. And then, you know, he borrowed the colt to ride into town. You know, the, the triumphant entry that we're going to be talking about in the next couple of weeks for Easter, how, you know, we laid the palm trees at his feet and all that kind of stuff. He borrowed that colt. And then how he, borrowed the five loaves and two fish from the little boy and then he multiplied it into you know the overflowing baskets full that they were able to take later jesus borrowed the crown of thorns that was placed on his head 
Jesus borrowed the cross that he will be crucified on. Jesus borrowed the tomb that they would lay him in. And then he would rise three days later. And then not very many days after he then ascended into heaven. So everything that Jesus had while on this earth, he borrowed. And that's just a snippet of the great things that my pastor has been preaching here lately. And I'm just, I just want to reiterate this one more time. If your pastor is not your favorite preacher, then there's some serious things you need to get straight and to get in line with that man of God that's the overseer of your life. So after I'm on the same page with my pastor, I felt his heartbeat. I've tried to get into the vein of where he is and where he's trying to lead me and lead us. Um, I'll then get into the podcast world itself. And in the same order of authority, first is my pastor, then I believe the second authority can be our general superintendent, Brother David K. Bernard. He has a great podcast where he he goes and he answers questions from obviously a biblical perspective, but he also goes into the history and why we used to do certain things and why things might be different now. And the name of that podcast is Apostolic Life in the 21st Century phenomenal podcast and just to give an example of one of the episodes he did about men having beards in the church today and of course he went through all of the the biblicals so i'm not gonna say all he went through the the scriptures and all that but what really stood out to me in that episode was he went to the history how in the times of the hippies and all that kind of stuff how having a beard represented being rebellious and it wasn't necessarily having a beard is wrong. It's just that at a certain point in time, the symbolism behind the beard was a spirit of rebellion. Well, in today's time, that's not the case anymore where the hippies use symbolism as in the beard to represent, hey, I'm not going to follow your standard. I'm not going to follow what might be right in this culture, because not because it's wrong, not because I simply don't believe it or whatever. It's simply because I don't want to be rebellious against what's going on right now and what you say. And so it was the spirit of rebellion, which we also know is witchcraft, that why the stigma behind having a beard was so prevalent for so long. But nowadays, a beard is not stigmatized like that. So he did a great job explaining how having a beard is okay in this 21st century. So again, the name of that podcast is Apostolic Life in the 21st Century. Definitely go follow it. Go give him a five-star review a five-star rating and a great review. The second podcast that I would recommend is the Justin C. Gleason podcast, where he discusses God, Bible, and church. Uh, This is a great podcast as well. I've heard a lady say, we're going to talk about her in a second, that he is the founding father of apostolic podcasting because he is one of the first to do it 
and he has a great podcast. He has a great following. Um, he has a lot of great content. One thing when I first started listening to Justin C. Gleason is he talked about he talks a lot about having healthy relationships. <laughs> <laughs> you'll get that joke when you start to listen to his podcast. It's, and that's another thing that makes, which makes his podcast great. He has so many great sayings. He has a way of just conveying his message. And it's, it's hilarious to me. You know, he has his, his fancy, I won't say fancy, but he has his great catchphrases like podcasting is the future and all that kind of great stuff. I don't have any of that. Maybe it'll come as the more I podcast, but I don't have any any good catchphrases like that. But one of the things he mentions a lot, like I said, is having healthy relationships. And one of the in one of the first episodes, I heard him in one of the first episodes that I ever listened to on his podcast. I guess it was it had to be in 2021. Um, yeah, of course, it had to be in 2021. But he was talking about how when people will get married, how they should be willing to lose their individuality. They should be able to, they should be willing to lose their identity in order to become one with their husband or their wife. And that made me think about wedding vows, how, the one part in the wedding vows where it says to have and to hold. And I think we get, I think we have the potential to get caught up on the aspect of holding our husbands and holding our wives. But have we stopped to really think about the aspect of having our husband or having our wife? Because you can hold something without having it. And I think we see so much of that in the world today where, you know, promiscuity is so prevalent. And, uh, you know, people living together are so prevalent. They may be holding each other, but do they really have each other? And I haven't done a study on the original intent of that statement in the wedding vows to have and to hold, but I want to give my opinion, my definition over here today, and I think it's exactly what Justin Cle what Justin Gleason is talking about on his podcast. Because if you truly have the person that you're married to, then there's going to be some evidence that they have lost their individuality, and they've lost their their identity their identity as a person standing alone and they have allowed themselves to be as the bible says they have allowed themselves to become one with you in this union that is called marriage and the opposite can be said as well if someone has not allowed themselves to lose their individuality and to lose their identity as a solo person then that's going to be evident in the marriage as well because it might be okay for that person to 
not hold up their end of the bargain on the day of your of the wedding and stay true to the vows that were agreed upon on that wedding day and i think i think this is especially true or this can have the potential to be especially true for people who are in ministry for a young man or a young woman who is seeking ministry they have a call of god on their life and they are trying so hard to fulfill that calling and to complete the assignment and this is something i heard about years ago my pastor kind of talked about it way back when in our ministers and training class and he made the statement that if you are a man or a woman and your husband or your wife is not on board with you wanting to do ministry, it's going to be very, very hard. And I can definitely agree with that because I've seen it and it almost feels impossible to do ministry if your spouse is not on board with you but we know that the word is the end all be all and the word says that nothing shall be impossible for you with Christ Jesus so it might be that much it might be harder to do ministry if you don't have the support of your spouse but it's not impossible there's always something that God can do to help you uh, further and go along with the calling that he's assigned to you he might send you another another male and female partner or he might just open a door to where you know he you can walk right through it and not necessarily need the support of your spouse and just let me say this let me say this if especially if you are someone and you've known for years or you you've known ahead of time before you've gotten married that the person you're about to marry was heavily involved in ministry was pursuing ministry maybe even already had their license and you had no intent to help them with ministry at all and if that and if that statement wasn't brought to them before the marriage, if you, if you're someone, I, w- I don't want to say you because it sounds directed at people. And, you know, that's one of the etiquettes of speaking. Never say you. But sometimes you just got to say you. And so I'm going to say it today. If you were someone who knew without a shadow of a doubt that you wanted nothing to do with ministry, you uh, had no intentions of helping your now husband or wife pursue the ministry that you knew way beforehand way before y'all got married that this was their calling this is what they were going to do this is what they were were aspiring to and you knew that you wanted nothing to do with that and you still decided to marry that person knowing you were unwilling to help them then I think that's a very selfish decision that you made. 
point blank period because yeah love is important but a part of marriage is to be a helpmeet a great part of marriage is to be a helpmeet and that means to help meet help help your spouse meet the needs that they can't do without you and so if you're unwilling to be the helpmeet for your spouse in a ministry and you knew this was their plan this is what their goal was or this is what you knew that God gave them to do and you were unwilling to help them even before you got married then I think that was a very selfish decision of you marrying them because you have now put them on a path to where everything that they're going to aspire to do is going to be so much harder because you're unwilling to help. That might sound harsh. That might sound however it might sound, but that is the truth. But like I said, it's not impossible for someone to still pursue ministry without the help of their spouse because like the scripture says again, with Jesus, nothing shall be impossible. It might be harder, but it's not impossible. And that's just a sign of, to me, of if you're willing to lose your individuality in that marriage, in that relationship. And if you are not, then you have to ask, your, you have to ask yourself the question, does my husband really have me? Does my wife really have me? Have I really given up my individuality to become one with my spouse? And if you can't honestly answer that question, yes, I have 100% given up my individuality to be one with this man or with this woman. I think there are some serious questions and conversations that need to be had and asked. Questions like, if my husband or my wife doesn't have me, then who does? What is it that's keeping my, what is it that's keeping me from 100% giving myself to my husband or to my wife? Is it my family? Is it some trauma that I went through? Is it myself? Am I just a selfish person to where I am unwilling to give myself completely to my marriage because I have myself and so because I have myself my husband or my wife can't have me and if that's an honest and true statement for you then I believe that is a type of spiritual self-gratification and spiritual self-stimulation which is which goes against everything that marriage stands for. Because in a marriage, we're supposed to meet the needs of our spouses. So husbands, you're supposed to meet the needs of your wives. And wives, you're supposed to meet the needs of your husbands. And that's not just physical, but it's in cases like this, where a minister or a, a prophetess or someone's called to the mission field, in those cases, if the spouse is unwilling to meet the need 
that is required of them to, in order to be the helpmeet in that ministry. I believe it's because that person is unwilling to lose their individuality and their spouse doesn't truly have them. And so that's just a little snippet from the Justin C. Gleason podcast. He talks a lot about he talks a lot about dating in the in the will of God, getting engaged in the will of God, marrying in the will of God. He talks a lot about the news, which is awesome because I don't watch the news. And so if the <laughs> the latest information that I'm getting on world events probably comes from the Justin C. Gleason podcast because there's no other way that I'm going to get it unless someone preaches about it or someone just blatantly tells me about it. For example, with the war with the Ukraine. So I want to say it was that weekend that the war first broke out is when we, we were having the baby and and wow now i'm thinking about it that's gonna be a year this weekend because joshua ron's birthday is on the 26th which is sunday and so yeah russia and ukraine have been at war for about a year now and i would have had no idea had i not listened to the justin c gleason podcast simply because i don't watch the news but like i say, he's a great podcaster um and we're going to get into the next podcast, which I discovered from listening to the Justin C. podcast. And it's by Sister Rachel Eileen Carpenter. Her podcast is called Wicked or Wise, where she takes a deep dive into the lives of women in the Word of God. And like I said, I discovered her because... She was featured on an episode on the Justin C. Gleason podcast. She also has a great podcast. She, uh, what she likes to do is take women who are mentioned in scripture, not necessarily even by name sometimes, and she she goes into a deep dive into their lives and into the culture um, that they might have been in in that time in history and even the men that might have been involved in their lives in that time in history as well. Um, she is actually who <laughs> mentioned that Justin Gleason is the founding father of apostolic podcasting. Uh, she said it on a, re- on a recent episode in her podcast. So that's why I wanted to mention him first. And I think, you know, she might be right by that, but, um, also on a recent episode, she talked about her difficulty with podcasting. And she talked about some things that really hit home with me. And so I mentioned earlier how I'm not going to be doing a lot of editing this on this episode, how we're going to get the raw, uncut version on this episode. And it's because she was vulnerable enough to say how much of a perfectionist she is when it comes to podcasting. And uh, I can totally agree. I totally, totally relate because 
I'm a, I am a perfectionist. See, for example, I would have totally edited all of that out and said it all over again. You'd have never known that I stumbled over my words and I say a lot of ums and you hear a lot of mouth noises because I'm a perfectionist. But with that perfection, a lot of time goes into podcasting and a lot of vulnerability is taken out of it as well. And that becomes frustrating when you've put so much time into an episode already and then you have to go back and do a lot of editing. It can be, it can become very frustrating. And so it was very liberating for her to say that she's not going to do that much anymore. And she's not going to do that much editing anymore and how it's just going to be as is on most of her episodes. And to me, that kind of goes back to a previous episode I talked about where you know, we give permission and instruction. And so I feel like she's given me the permission to be unedited. And she's given me the instruction on how to do it. She's imparted to me. There's been an impartation of non-perfectionism on this podcast. So going forward, there will be a lot less editing and a lot more vulnerability. Another great thing she talked about in a previous episode is the hardest, one of the hardest things for her to do is simply to start. When it's time to do an episode, it's hard for her to start studying the next lady she's going to talk about on the podcast. It's hard for her to um, start with studying and setting up the podcast and editing the podcast and basically starting is one of her biggest is one of her biggest setbacks I guess you would say it like that and that I could relate to that as well sometimes especially here lately, it's just been very hard to start to just click the record button and just start talking. Um, I don't usually use a lot of notes on this podcast. So everything I'm saying, it's straight off the top of the head. Like it's almost like a podcast freestyle every episode. Um, and sometimes my mind is working so fast and my, that's why you hear me stumble over words is because my brain is already on the next sentence, on the next thing I'm trying to say. And so I'm talking so fast and my words get jumbled and I sound like Mushmouth from Fat Albert and, and it becomes frustrating. And so sometimes when I'm thinking about all of that, it's just so hard for me to just start. But that goes back to the perfection, the, the perfectionist in me as well. And like I said, perfectionism, it eliminates vulnerability. And I said also in the beginning of this show that we're going to be vulnerable on this podcast. So here's a step in that direction. Um, She did, Rachel Eileen Carpenter on the Wicked and Wise podcast, she did an episode on Bathsheba which was phenomenal. And of course, you know, you can't talk about women in the word without talking about the men who 
probably were involved in their life as well because most of the content around the women was I don't want to say centered around the man but the man was probably directly involved but she made a statement about David in one of her Bathsheba episodes how David probably suffered from depression because if you read his story and you read his Psalms you know we see moments where he's he's super super high like the Lord is my shepherd I shall not want you know all the great Psalms that we love to quote and we like to sing them and we like to that's our go-to are the Psalms from David when he's up and he's upbeat about you know about life and all that but we can also see where you know, David had a lot of lows. You know, that that one scripture that even Jesus quoted on the cross, Father, why hast thou forsaken me? David said that while he was in a low point in his life. You know, when Bathsheba and David's first son was sick and God didn't heal him and David was on a fast and he was... You know, he had the ashes and his clothes were rent and all that kind of stuff. That was a low for David. But as soon as he found out that the child had passed away, you know, he he got up and he he washed himself and then he began to eat and he ended his fast. And so that made me think, you know, if in today's time, if David would have been diagnosed having depression, what other Bible character might have suffered from some form of mental illness? That's going to be a study for another day. I'm probably going to get, I'm probably going to get someone who has studied psychology or maybe someone who is an expert in counseling to maybe do a series on that. Maybe one day, but. It just got my mind to thinking, you know, if people in the Bible dealt with things undiagnosed without the Holy Ghost, before the Holy Ghost was poured out upon all humanity, and they still made it through, how much more mental healing does the Holy Spirit and how much more healing can the Holy Spirit do within us today? Does that mean that we shouldn't take medication or we shouldn't seek counseling or therapy? I believe all those things are tools to help us along in that journey. And I think the Holy Ghost, the comforter, is also who we should also who we should be utilizing to help us in that journey as long, as well i probably should edit all of i everything i just said about david i should probably edit all of that out because i really hate it it sounds like it doesn't make sense i don't like how i sounded when i was speaking it but like i said raw and uncut on this episode so we're gonna leave it um so let me back up here a little bit. So the way that 
a friend found the Justin C. Gleason podcast is because of an evangelist. Well, he's a pastor now in Texas, but at the time he was an evangelist, brother Josh Herring. My friend and I shout out to Brandon Barton, who recommended the Justin C. Gleason podcast to me. And he also recommended the second podcast. I mean, this other podcast we're going to talk about in just a second. But um, we we like to listen to Brother Josh Herring. And I don't know how my buddy found him on the Justin C. Gleason podcast. I guess he just searched Josh Herring one day or something like that. And this podcast came up. But that's how we discovered Justin C. Gleason. And another podcast we discovered because of Josh Herring is Real Talk by Pastor Raymond Duncan. This also is a phenomenal podcast. Even though Brother Raymond hasn't uploaded an episode since 2021, I want to say. It's been a while since he updated an episode, but this is a great podcast. And he did a great series on witchcraft and iniquity which is operating outside of the the guard the guardrails the the safe zones the confines that God has established that we stay within iniquity and witchcraft is operating outside of those of those guardrails and it was just a phenomenal series definitely go check out that part of the podcast it's called Real Talk by Pastor Rima Duncan and another great episode he had on there was with Pastor Sam Emery from California. And on that episode, they talked about the cost of the anointing oil. And Brother Emery, he talked about how, you know, you can go into a Dillard's or a mall or a suit store and you can go and get a suit and there's two ways you can get a suit or there's two ways you can buy a suit. You can either buy a suit at full price or you can buy a suit on sale. And Pastor Emery said that the anointing oil will never go on sale. If you want the anointing and the mantle of the man of God in your life, you got to pay full price for the oil and for the mantle. And when he said that, that was just so powerful to me. Nothing that we get from God, do we get halfway? Do we get haphazard? Anything that we want to purchase from God, I use that term loosely, we have to pay full price. And he went on to say that our experience with God, the ministry that God gives us, the level of anointing that God allows us to have. It's all going to be tailor made. It's not going to be like anyone else's experience with God. It's not going to be like anyone else's anointing, but God's going to take us and the covering that he's going to put over us. It's going to be tailor made for us. And it's not going to look like or be like anyone else's tailor made covering. So powerful. Such a great podcast. I also love his bumper music. Like he's kind of got that hip hop vibe going on. I love that. 
And so great podcast, Brother Rima. If you ever hear this or someone send Brother Rima a message saying, hey, man, we love your podcast. Please start uploading content again soon. So moving along to the next podcast, I highly recommend is by Sister Janae Herring, the wife of Brother Josh Herring. And the name of her podcast is Life Begins at Motherhood. Now, guys, before you, you know, think the thoughts or whatever, this is this really is a great podcast on parenting and the experiences her and Brother Josh Herring have had in their time as being parents. Um, I think they have five children now. Um, I might be off on that number, but uh, so they definitely have some insight and some some expertise that can definitely help in the area of parenting and parenting in the will of God and gentle parenting is something that she's really big on. So that's a very great podcast. The next show I am very big on is Pentecostal pioneers. It's a podcast that has a host of different apostolic preachers. You know, the, the TF Tenney's, the, the Billy Coles, I mean, anybody, the, the T.W. Barnes, a lot of their preaching is found on this this podcast. And I have listened to so many, a lot of the, you know, a lot of us wasn't born when, you know, these guys were preaching. And so to be able to go back and listen and really glean from the things they were saying way back in the day that's still so prevalent and still holds true today. It's just a phenomenal podcast, and I really enjoy it. I highly encourage you to go download it and subscribe to it as well. I I recommend you go and subscribe to all these episodes, all these podcasts I'm talking about. And to go along with this, there is an app called Truth Radio that also has a lot of the pioneers' um, their messages on it as well. It has other podcasts. Um, It was on Truth Radio that I heard Brother Aaron Bounds preach a message, and he was talking about church planning, and I don't remember the name of the message off the top of my head right now. Like I said, I don't have any notes, but um, I just remember him saying that, you know, there's a difference between churches who, who at one time had a history of people really preaching and sowing seeds into the community and to the church and to the people of the community. And when the older generations have, you know, moved on to the reward, how when the new generation comes and revival might come so quickly, it's because of those seeds that were planted so long ago, there are now God's now allowing the increase. Some sow, some water, but God gives the increase. And when the the newer generation comes and revival comes, it's just the seeds are now sprouting. And he made also the analogy of someone starting a new work. And they're going into an environment where seeds haven't been planted. And People haven't put time into the community, into the people of the community and how we can't get caught up in 
what one town, how one town is seeing a revival and or seeing a harvest, I should say, from the seeds that's been planted years and years ago and compare it to someone who is just now starting to till the ground, who's just now starting to plant the seeds. We can't get into the comparison game because God knows the seeds that have been planted and he also knows the seeds that need to be planted. And so it was really a message to someone to not to give up. To He was saying that God knows right where you are and God sees the situation and the culture or, or whatever it is that you're in. And he has you there for a reason. And I believe that's why the Bible says we can't compare ourselves to ourselves because of this very fact that, you know, God sees beyond skin deep. He sees beyond just what's on the surface. He sees the seeds that have been planted and he knows where the next seeds need to be planted. So it was a great message. If it hadn't been for Truth Radio, I probably wouldn't have found it and listen to it so it's a great app you want to add to your to your list of apps to download i guess whatever now this next show i want to talk about also was highly recommended to me by brother brandon barton and his brother caleb barton it is called biblos by brother nathaniel urshan and uh, I'm just now getting into this podcast because I got to be honest, over the past year, I'd kind of gotten away from, I don't want to say I'd gotten away from, but I wasn't listening to podcasts as much as I had, say, in 2021. And so before I was wanting to commit to listening to a new podcast, I wanted to catch up on the podcast episodes that I the podcast shows I was already listening to and catch up on those episodes before I began to move on to another one. And so I got caught up and I started this show, Biblos by Nathaniel Urshan. And all I can say is, wow, I am thoroughly, thoroughly enjoying, enjoying this show. Um, he comes from a perspective of, just a deep dive into the word of God. He brings a perspective and a level of study. And you can just tell that he and his brother Joel Urshan, how, and he talks about on the show too, how the word of God was instilled in them by their grandparents and by their parents. And he just brings all of those years of study and knowledge. And he just, presents it on his show and it is absolutely phenomenal if you want to really dive deep into the word of God and look for new things to study in the word of God I highly 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 recommend this podcast Biblos by brother Nathaniel Urshan it is phenomenal definitely one of my top fives I don't even know if I've mentioned five uh, podcasts on this show yet. I don't know. I haven't. I haven't been keeping count. Now I want to move on to the list of shows that are, the list of shows that I have not started yet, but 
they are on my list to start soon or when I feel like I'm at a good point to start a new show. So I discovered this show just the other day, and it is by Brother Nate Manuel. And the name of the show is The Valley Below, Unmask the Struggle. And Brother Manuel, he's a local guy. He's here from Louisiana. We're actually in the same district. I mean, in the same section, Section 10 here in Louisiana. That's how I know him, and that's actually how I discovered his show. Great guy. I haven't started his show yet, but I still would recommend you go subscribe, listen to him. I'm sure he's got some great content, and we want to wish him all the best in his podcasting endeavor. Another show that's on my list to listen to is Christian Leader Made Simple by Brother Ryan Franklin. He is a guy that goes to the Pentecostals of Alexandria, which is not that far from where I live. Phenomenal church. I'm sure he serves in some capacity at the POA, so you definitely want to go and subscribe to his podcast and give it a listen Church Leader Made Simple by Brother Ryan Franklin. Also, another podcast on my list is On Top of the Mount by Darren Waddles. And I found this podcast from listening to Justin Gleason. I th- want to say they're related, but I might be lying to you. Um, so I, th- I do remember this is more of a political podcast and like I said just a moment ago that I'm not very political. I'm not pol- political at all, actually. But this might be a great podcast to listen to from a apostolic but still political point of view. So definitely want to check it out on Top of the Mount with Darren Waddles. And the last but not least on my list of podcasts to get into is by brother, ha, not brother, Dr. Jordan B. Peterson. I guess I could have said brother either way, but Dr. Jordan B. Peterson. Um, I have two of his books, 12 Rules for Life and Beyond Order on my bookshelf right now. They're on my list to read. And the way I really discovered uh, Dr. Peterson is through Instagram. A lot of people share um, snippets from interviews that he's done. And just from those interviews and from those snippets that I've heard, he's saying a lot of really good stuff. Um, I seen the other day where internet, where in an interview he was talking about how the media and the culture has really been attacking him because of the content he's been putting out that actually encourages young men to to just be a man to be responsible to be articulate to be dangerous and be a warrior but at the same time learn to live at peace with all men and with all people. And I think that is a dynamic concept. I think that's something that's severely lacking in our world, in our culture. 
And I firmly believe that this culture has set out to highly feminize young men. And I definitely agree that as men and as men who are raising men, we have to teach and impart that it's okay to be a man. It's okay to be masculine. It's okay to be dangerous and live peaceably with all men. The kingdom of heaven suffereth violence, and it's the violent that taketh by force. But our culture wants men to be docile, to be tamed, to not be masculine. And so I believe that what Brother Peterson, what Dr. Peterson is doing to encourage young men is what we all need to be doing. So go give his podcast a listen as well. It's self-titled Jordan B. Peterson Podcast. Thank you for tuning in to the Joshua Ball podcast and more specifically this episode today. We hope you've enjoyed the content that has been presented. Please, if you haven't already, consider subscribing to this podcast, leaving a five star rating and leave us a great review or leave us a review, period. It uh, it helps the algorithm and we want to hear from you. We want to hear what you are liking, what you are wanting to hear less of, maybe. Um, we really want to be open and transparent with you guys. I have been receiving some feedback from a few people, and I want to give a shout-out to them, the first person being Madeline Barton, my dear friend and sister. She said... I couldn't pass on what you said at the end of the second episode about how we put people on a pedestal and when they fall, we are left devastated. I know this happens in every aspect of life, but so many people over the last few months have told me stories of this happening within the church. It seems like there is a culture within the church of elevating pastor or youth pastor or whomever to God status. And when those people fail, the church body or individuals are left in ruin. I've been listening to a podcast called The Rise and Fall of Mars Hill and it's about the it's about that exactly. Elevating a charismatic leader over mega churches then when he fails these churches crumble and people are left in shambles and some haven't returned to church since. Anyways, just thought it was interesting you mentioned that, but I loved everything you said about awareness, adaptability, and humility. So thank you, Madeline. You know I always value your thoughts and your opinions. I'm so glad you're enjoying the show so far. And yes, I couldn't agree more. You know, it's it's always dangerous when we put people on a pedestal that only God is supposed to be on. And when those people fall off the pedestal that we put them on, we are left devastated and in ruin. Awareness, adaptability, and humility, one of our 
foundational episodes and one of my favorites. They are definitely some things we're going to be talking about more in the future. We might go into a little bit more detail about each. But yes, very foundational principles. And if they are applied to our lives correctly, they have the potential to produce great rewards. Our second shout out goes to my wife, Sister Danielle Ball, and also Sister Casey Toller, who both told me that they really enjoyed our Life and Seasons episode. That one was one of my favorites as well. I got to be honest, they're all my favorite. I just love when I'm past the point of getting started and the Holy Ghost starts to move and I start to get into a flow, how these episodes just kind of unfold themselves. And so that was definitely one that was very enlightening for me. And I hope everyone enjoyed that episode as much as my wife and a sister Casey Toller did. My third and final shout out for this episode is my boy, Dylan Kelly. He and I used to work together. We used to train together. This guy, he is over relentless fitness. And he is a man of business. When he gets into the gym, it's all about putting in the work. And not only is relentless the name of his his workout or his fitness company, it's also a way of life for this man. I have watched Dylan Kelly pursue a different career paths and walk down roads that others may not have been willing to walk down. And when disappointment came, he remained relentless because it's not just the motto of how he trains. It's how he lives his life. And to see this man remain relentless and pursue his goals and his dreams to now see that he is now in a place in a in a career path and he is being very successful at it so far to see the success and the win for this guy it means so much to me because I've seen the losses I've seen the struggle and so if there was one person that I really wanted to finally get a win it was Dylan Kelly and so bro congratulations I'm glad you're enjoying the show he said, uh, he told me that I'm using too many big words. And I asked him, I was like, what word did I use that was too big? And he said, all of them. <laughs> but man, thank you for sticking with me on this show. I'm glad you're enjoying it. And thanks to again to all of you who are supporters of this show, who listen to this show. I ask that you continue to do so. Share this episode and share your favorite episodes with all of your friends. Help us to get the word out about this content. And we have more to come. We are nowhere close to wrapping up season one of this show. So stay tuned for more. And as we go into our churches this Sunday, let's go with the mindset that we are going to be relentless. Yes, God has given us assignments to do in this world, and we have to live. We have to work. We have to do all of these things. 
And if we can be relentless in the things of this world, how much more relentless should we be in our pursuit of our relationship with Jesus, in our pursuit to just know him and be where he is? And so maybe there's a prayer that God hasn't answered yet. Remain relentless. Maybe there's something going on with a family member or a situation at your job or just anything. If we remain relentless and we remain at the feet of Jesus and not the hand of Jesus and not only the face of Jesus, but at his feet and we remain relentless to be at his feet humbly, he will hear from heaven. He will meet us right where we are and all of the pursuits All of the relentlessness that he has seen we've put into pursuing him, he will meet it a hundredfold, a thousandfold, a millionfold. Whatever effort we put into, he will take that effort and he will multiply it exponentially because that's the God that we serve. He's a good father and he wants to bless us and he wants the very best for us. Because that's who he is. So from here on out, let's remain relentless.